want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me over on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, um, all that other good stuff. I'd love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Jake Horn on the line. He's a partner over at Trustancho. Uh, Jake, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm glad to be here. All right, so I'm excited to get into what you're doing over at Trustancho and how exactly you're, um, you're helping your clients um, with solutions. But before we do sure. that, uh, let's, let's uh, get a little bit more into your history. So how did you get started as an entrepreneur? So, um, you know, graduated college uh, from Texas A&M University and got into business uh, in, in technology consulting. I uh, spent most of my career in that arena, but the funny story I tell people is that it was a startup that I got involved in, and I remember probably two weeks into the job going out to eat with lunch with the CEO, and, and I sat there and I said, so I want to learn everything that you know because I want to sit in your seat one day. And he looked at me <laughs> like he looked at me really funny, like, I like this, but maybe I don't. And um, and and so it was something I always wanted to do. And um, but I didn't feel financially in the right place to do it. I didn't want to, you know, do a bunch of debt financing on a business or, or something like that. And in technology, you can bootstrap it. And so um, got to a position where I felt comfortable doing that. And um, you know, in um, in 2014, I went on my own. And then. Um, and, and had some success in 2017. I merged the business with, um, or myself and and two of my other partners merged together and combined the businesses, and uh, we've been been doing good ever since. Wow! So that's uh, that, the that, real. You said you said that was a couple weeks in. You had lunch and told the CEO. That yeah. That's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah. You must be like, yeah. uh, what's this guy talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, it was super. I mean, it was like. You know, it was kind of a naive statement, but I yeah, just, you're just young enough to get away with it, is all. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, what kind of what kind of advice would you give to that new entrepreneur? Maybe they're just graduating college, or they're they're considering going out on their own. I mean, obviously, you've been in business for a while now. Um, what what kind of what kind of things have you learned that you would pass down? You know, I was thinking about this the other day, and 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 really, um, for me, it was be prepared to embrace the burden of leadership. And, and you know, I, I think that's part of the problem. You read books like The E-Myth and, and whatnot. Part of the problem is is that you like doing something, right? You like building widgets or, or baking pies or, in my case, implementing technology. Um, but but what ends up happening when you, you, you start a business is, I mean, you're – you're it, right? And there, you know, leadership is a – the burden of leadership is the term I use, and, and you got to fully embrace it. And if you don't, then that's where you're going to be that type of leader that is uh, not not concise and not direct and not um, – that people don't want to – you know, it's the type of leader people don't want to follow. And so that would be my is, – is really sit down and have a have – because a, – have a hard heart with yourself before you do it because when you do it and you're part of the way into it, like sooner or later everybody has to do it 
they have to look at them and say, okay, I'm I'm going to take on and accept the 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 burden of leadership of this organization and move it forward, and and go take the hill. And but if you don't know what you're getting into, um, you know sometimes it can be really challenging for for some people. And I think you know different. I mean, we see it with big companies today, right? Is even big entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs or leaders of big companies, they they kind of things start to go bad and they start to struggle. Um, because that's when it gets tough, and 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 the burden of leadership's there. So. Yeah, definitely. And and the pitfall really is, um, you know, if you, if you don't do that, if you don't embrace it, then your organization, you know, it, it's going to really suffer long term, maybe even short term, right. depending on on what your cycle is like. But um, right. you know, great, great tip. Um, and let's switch it up a bit. I want to talk more about what you're doing over at uh, Trustantial. So, what kind yeah. of clients are you helping, and, and what do you help them with? Yeah, so we focus on uh, working with mid uh, mid-size and, and larger organizations and helping them with uh, the technologies that they use to run their business, really their ERP system and their CRM and accounting system, and uh, their CRM accounting and ERP system. So, you know, we focus, most businesses today have two major software systems that they use to, to really run their business, and um, and we really focus on on helping people implement and support those those tools um, and, and get value from them. So, uh, so what? Um, so I know I know it's going to vary from client to client. But sure. um, that being said, you know I know as you work with more and more clients, you, certain themes arise of things they're doing mm-hmm. wrong. Um, what kind of things do you find um, a lot of businesses are doing wrong? Yeah, I think in the technology world, especially in our place, they they don't take a strategic approach to technology. So, mm. you know, the way that they evaluate the technology that they work with in their organization is is like a widget. And and the software vendors do this as well. So the software vendors want to come sell you a widget because they, you know, they really don't care whether you're successful with your software or not. They just want to sell you the software. And so what what happens is if you buy a bunch of widgets to solve specific problems, you know, of software, with the software to, to solve those specific problems, you end up with a bunch of software that doesn't talk to each other. And it's a mess when you try to make it. Uh, it's just unorganized. And, and so we have to unwind all of that. And, and, and my advice to people is start early creating strategies and think about your, your, your business operations and the technology you use to, to automate it holistically. And, and create some strategies, and, and there are strategies we can help you with. Um, create those strategies early and those plans early, then it allows you to pick technologies that are co- uh, that that complement that strategy, as opposed to you know waking up one day and then you've got a you know uh, just a big mess on your hands. Yeah, definitely. And so for some of the larger, you know, let's just say more mature companies, I mean, it's mm-hmm. obvious they're dealing with legacy systems. They're, you know, yep. layer on layer of things. And this is what you're talking about is really, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if we'd say more than 10 years old, really considering your overall um, approach to software you're going to be using right. as, a, as, a, as a real strategy, just like a marketing strategy. You wouldn't just go out there right. and just buy an ad and say, oh, let's just throw an ad and see what happens. Right. Um, and so if you're one of those, 
um, legacy companies, you're, you understand what Jake's saying because you've been trying to unwind this stuff for the last 30 years um, in mm-hmm. one piece at a time. But for the right. newer company, I mean, there's really no excuse, not with right. the level of integrations that are available and possible. And not to even, I mean, let's just talk about cost for a moment. So mm-hmm. if you set things up properly in the first place, the cost benefit versus down the line may cost you a million dollars to make a change in your website because it has to talk to 30 different things. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the metaphor I use is, is you wouldn't go and build a house or a building without spending some time with an architect putting together a plan. It's no different than that. And, and if you're not doing that, then, you know, you're really, you're really setting yourself up to not getting, at least not getting the value you can out of the, out of the investments you make. So and that's, that's really the on thing. this and on this end, and I I'm interested to hear your answer to this because this is just an assumption I had. Um, so it's not based uh-huh. on any facts or anything else, but because again, I don't work on this on a daily basis. Sure. Um, but it's always been my impression that some of the um newer startups, even the newer companies that take market share faster, mm-hmm. is, is possibly due to some not just on the marketing side, but due to their internal like controls and then what they're doing on the technology side so that they're moving a lot faster. Because something like a CRM, and for the people listening right. to this that maybe don't even use one yet or they're thinking right. about one, even though they have a large company, you know, a new company comes in and then they're, they're getting market share. I guarantee you they have a great CRM set up. I guarantee you that their follow-up sequence, that all the things mm-hmm. they're doing technology-wise are probably light years ahead of what you're doing. It's not right. just – you can't just rely on a, a, rely on a relationship anymore. Right. Am I wrong yeah. on that, or what do you think? Because that's just an assumption I always had. No, it's it, it's definitely happening. So what what's happening now is the automation is it's what I'd say is it's it's creating the the, the doors to the relationship, mm-hmm. and then it's automating it's automating the execution of that relationship. I mean, relationships are still person to person, but they are you know they're using all the data about that person like their their you know, statistics around their website, mm-hmm. um, their response rates to certain emails, their, you know, phone calls and activities that have happened to um, with with the customer-facing employees. And the, and the companies that get it right and they're moving quickly, they, they put that stuff, it's part of their DNA as an organization. And, and that's, that's how they're able to scale quickly because they look at it and, and say, you know, it's, it's not only they make the effort to automate it, but from a top-down perspective, executive all the way down, they believe in doing that. And they, and they especially do this. They, they test and tweak. So they may try something. If it doesn't work, they start doing something different. And, and then they stop. You know, they do more of what works and less of what doesn't work. But the technology allows them to accelerate that experimentation and response, you know, cycle um, so that they're just – they're able to respond to, to to market forces and and you know sales sales needs faster if that makes sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. And then um, if we can just spend a second or two talking about or a minute or two um, talking about um, the design also, because what I also mm-hmm. find businesses are doing is that they're really 
neglecting the user experience um, for their potential customers, but also their internal workforce. Like there's a problem right. if, if your workforce is coming to your to your, to work and they feel like they're stepping 10 years or 20 years back in, in time and using their mm-hmm. internal system. They, they can't have a better user experience on Facebook, put it that way, than right. at work. If they do, right. you're losing their attention. Can you talk on that? Right. Yeah, I mean, I look at it as like a, what I term as a give-get principle, right? You don't want technology to be a, a bad relationship where it asks mm-hmm. you for more, you know, it asks you for more than it ever gives back to you. That that just ends up being something that people resent using over mm-hmm. time. And so, you know, the the user interface and in the in the, in the design of the application has to has to be set up to give users at least an equal amount of what they you know, they give to the system from a data perspective because I hadn't met many people in this world that like to do data entry. And um, and so, you know, but they'll do it if they get something out of it. And so that's where mm-hmm. really, really design comes into, into play. Yeah, and also with your younger workforce coming in, mm-hmm. like they can't, they, you want to retain employees, then it's got to, right. it's got to be, they can't feel like on their lunch break, they're, they're walking into the future because they pick up their phone. And then after their right. lunch break, they're, they're going back in time. If they feel like right. that, then you're going to understand really quickly why you can't retain that younger talent and the newer yeah. company that is, uh, that, um, you know, it's not just about a ping pong table. It's not just about, uh, you know, right. these other things that make, that because they're different, they make the news and all the other things. Nobody's really talking about the real tools that some of those organizations are giving their employees to be successful. Um, it, it, just the fanfare of they give snacks. I mean, come on, that's the basic, whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. So, Jake, if somebody wants, if they're listening to this and they want more information on Trust Financial, because maybe they need a little bit of help or they just want to even, you know, see what's going on a little bit more based on what we're talking about, um, what is the best way for them to reach out? I mean, the best way to reach out is uh, just to go to our website. It's uh, www.trustantial.com. So that's T-R-U-S-T-A-N-T-I-A-L.com. It's a combination of trust and substantial. Um, and um, or they could reach out at um, at jake.horn at trustantial.com or you know info at trustantial.com. Any of those is is fine. All right. Well, hey Jake, I really appreciate you um, coming on the show today and educating um, my yeah. listeners on what you guys are doing and also um, all the good work. Um, and to listeners, mm-hmm. as always, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, don't forget to leave me a review. Uh, um, subscribe to the podcast. Do all those other great things we do to support our podcasters. I appreciate it. And, Jake, thanks again for coming on.